Do you know that from your position, you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to Bible study in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know you've been desiring to receive the word of the Lord and the word of God is coming your way today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and your loving kindness. We thank you for your word that you have given to us. Thank you for the ability to preach the word, to teach the word. And thank you for the ability to receive the word of God. Thank you for the ministry of the word, the impact of God's word in our midst. We give you the praise and the glory. Be exalted, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Right now, Lord, our hearts are open to receive your word. We ask that you will speak to us today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We take authority over every militating spirit that seeks to militate against the speaking and the receiving of God's word. We declare that you have no part in this transaction. We forbid you from interacting with the ministry of the word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we declare this atmosphere charged with the spirit and the power of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Once again, you're welcome to Bible study. Amen. This month is a special one for us. It's our month of restoration and perfection. The Lord God Almighty has given us his word and he has tagged this month for us as a month of restoration and perfection. So when God speaks, he actually means what he says. Okay. So that means that the word of God is coming our way this month to restore us and to perfect all that concerns us. Can someone say amen? Hallelujah. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am restored and I am perfected in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, I am restored. My business is restored. My family is restored. My ministry is restored. My career is restored. My academics is restored. The works of my hands are restored. And I am perfected in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say, Amen. Praise God. Alright, so perfection here simply means completeness. Glory to God. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And that's God's will for us to, uh, this month in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright, so let's um, go straight into God's word. We've been looking at the principles of perfection. The principles of perfection. And we are on the principle of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The pouring of the Spirit of God that brings about perfection. Now when the Spirit of God is poured out, perfection and restoration is the result. The Bible tells us very clearly from Isaiah chapter number 44. Isaiah chapter number 44, if we start reading from verse 3, 
He tells us, he says, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. Now what will be the effect or the result of that? And they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water courses. They shall spring up. Glory to God. They shall spring up. Now, what does that mean? It simply means they shall be restored. They shall spring up. They shall become fruitful. They shall spring up as willows by the water courses. Willows here are actually poplar trees. All right, poplar trees are trees planted and they take roots downwards. Their taproot is always very, very deep into the soil and they shoot up quickly. Glory to God. They shoot up fast in no time. Amen. So he says, by the outpouring of the Spirit of God, there shall be a shooting up. Glory to God. And not just shooting up with shallow, you know, stability, but shooting up with establishment. Glory to God. That means there will be speed and there will be establishment. Can someone say amen to that? Alright. So when the Spirit of God is poured out, there is always um, restoration. Restoration comes as a result of the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And then again, we um, saw in Joel chapter 2 and verse 23. Joel chapter 2 and verse 23. The book of prophet Joel chapter 2 and verse 23 it says be glad then you children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God for he had given you the former rain moderately and it will cause to come down for you the rain the former rain and the latter rain in the first month so this is what God is saying here that he has caused the former rain to come down for us moderately and then he tells us that he will bring again the former and the latter rain together in the first month. And what will be the effect of that? He says, and the floors shall be full of wheat. And the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. Glory to God. We're going to see the spiritual implications, physical and spiritual implications of that in no time. And I will restore, see restoration there. I will restore to you the years that the locusts had eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And verse 26 tells us, it says, And ye shall eat in plenty and shall be satisfied and praise the name of of the Lord your God that had dealt wondrously with you and my people shall not be ashamed. Look at verse 27. We're reading to verse 28. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else and my people shall never be ashamed. Verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Glory to God. Now let's stop there. Now let's look at the um, prophetic implication of that scripture that we just read. The Bible tells us in Joel 2 and verse 23, it says, be glad, you children of Zion, be glad. Glory to God. Why the gladness? It says, for he had given you the former rain moderately. So that means there is gladness here because of the rain that the Lord has given us. Again, the Bible tells us in Psalm 126, if you start reading from verse 1, it says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, it says, then we were glad. You see? We were glad. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. 
Glory to God. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. It was like a dream, yes. But verse 2, look at verse 2. Okay, 126 and verse 2. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. That's gladness, isn't it? We were glad. So it tells us here that this gladness is actually induced or caused by the pouring of the Spirit. The pouring of the rain. Now the rain here speaks of the Spirit. The essence of that rain is the Holy Spirit himself. Which, you know, uh, Joel, the prophet, referred to in verse 28. All right, subsequently in verse 28 of Joel chapter 2. But let's take it uh, one step at a time. Now, be glad, you children of Zion. And the Bible tells us to rejoice in the Lord our God, for he had given us the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for us the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. So what that means is this, that God causes joy by reason of giving the rain. The rain comes upon us to bring about joy. Joy induced by the rain. Glory to God. Amen. Joy. So we see here that rejoicing by the Spirit, by the rain, okay, brings about restoration. The rain induces joy and then the rain brings about restoration. So, joy coming to us by reason of the Spirit. You know the Bible speaks of the Spirit of joy. Hallelujah. It speaks of the Spirit of gladness. Glory to God. Amen. It speaks of the Spirit of gladness. It speaks of the oil of joy. Amen. Oil of joy. So, the Spirit of God brings joy. And that joy brings us to fruitfulness and restoration. We'll see the link um, very soon. Amen. So it says, Be glad, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the rain, the former rain moderately, and it will cause to come down for you, both the former and the latter rain, in the first month. Okay? So what will be the result of that? Verse 24 of Joel chapter 2. He says that the floors shall be full of wheat. And the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. Glory to God. Now, wine and oil and wheat are actually symbolic of physical prosperity. Amen. Physical prosperity. And they are also symbolic of spiritual prosperity. Now, symbolic of physical prosperity in that they bring about uh, increase and gladness of heart. Wheat, all right, wine and oil. Glory to God. And then we understand that wheat here from uh, where or what we have, uh, we make bread. Glory to God. Now, you see, bread here stands for the word. Okay? The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. He likens the word to bread, and he likens bread to the word. Okay? So, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So, bread... Okay, that means word. Then wine and oil, which brings about gladness of the heart, which is symbolic of the spirit, the spirit of God. Now the essence of wheat, wine and oil is actually the word and the spirit. The word and the spirit. Now those things stand for physical prosperity, literally. 
Okay? And then prophetically, they stand for spiritual prosperity. The word and the spirit coming to us in abundance. He says, and the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. Verse 25. The next verse tells us, it says, and I will restore to you the years. So it tells us here that by the outpouring of the spirit, there is physical prosperity and there is spiritual prosperity. And that brings about restoration. Verse 25, restoration. It says, I will restore the lost years. Alright? Lost years. The years that the locusts had eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmerworm, my great army which I sent among you. That means lost years are restored. Lost seasons are restored. Say amen to that. Amen. Lost moments are restored. Hallelujah. Lost opportunities are restored. Lost open doors are restored. Lost grounds are restored. Hallelujah. Why? Because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now look at verse 26. Verse 26, it tells us, it says, And you shall eat in plenty. You shall eat in plenty. So that means restoration here, ushering us into plenty, abundance. Come and say abundance. All right. You know, for some people, they just know how to spell the word abundance. They've not experienced abundance before in their entire life thus far. But I am speaking to you today as one saint of God. And I declare and decree that from henceforth, you will not only know the dictionary meaning of abundance, you will know the experiential meaning of it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means your life will be um, an expression of abundance. Say amen to that. All right. You know, somebody defined life, you know, at three levels. Not enough, just enough, and more than enough. Amen. Some people are living at that level of not enough. When they were in Egypt, it was not enough. Okay? Praise God. When they were in the wilderness, they just had just enough. Manna for the day. Manna for the day. And then manna ceased and God said to plant of the corn of the, of the land and plant and then do what is known as seed time and harvest. Experience seed time and harvest. So they moved from just enough to more than enough. Glory to God. Alright, so you know, there's always a time in your life, alright, one way or the other that you don't have enough, you wish you had enough. Not more than enough now. You wish you had enough. Some people still wish they had enough. They don't have enough. Alright, some even live from hand to mouth. That's not God's will for you. Amen? And, you know, not having enough, that means you eat bread. With scarceness or scarcity. And God says, no, that's not my will for you. I want you to have more than enough. For some people, they have just enough. What they have right now is good for just themselves and their family. Praise God. You know, I was speaking to a medical doctor in those days when we were in Ife. Amen. And he's comfortable. His salary is good. All right, and the wife too ends well, but they cannot do projects. You know, when you are comfortable, all right, the deceit of comfort is that you are good for life until God says to do something for him that is bigger than your comfort zone. And I told the doctor, I said, if God tells you now to build him an hospital, 
uh, hospital rather. Okay? And um, just do a rebate or discount of like 50% just to help the poor. Can you build a hospital now? He said, no, it doesn't have that much. But you're comfortable. That's the seat of comfort. Alright? The deceit of comfort is that you may be comfortable in your comfort zone and never fulfill destiny. Alright? That you have enough to eat. Alright? You can buy whatever you want to eat and you can sleep comfortably. You can pay your rent, pay your bills. Doesn't mean you're fulfilling destiny. Comfort is not fulfillment. Amen? You see, God wants to take you from just enough to more than enough. More than enough is God's dream for you. He says, and God is able to make all grace. How much grace? All grace to abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. That means when you are able to do whatever God puts in your hand to do. If it says three children, pay their school fees. If you can't do that, you can only pay the school fees of your children, you are comfortable. You are in the zone of just enough. You are not in that zone of more than enough yet. So somehow the deceit of comfort, you know, people get to a place where they plateau. Alright, they reach a tableland. So they don't have desires anymore because they are comfortable. You know, and that is the struggle of, you know, people who are transiting from not enough to just enough. The moment they break through from not enough to just enough, they just play too. Amen. Until God staggers them. And God has a way of staggering people. Praise God. He gives you a project. Something bigger than you. Bigger than your salary. Bigger than your comfort zone. Amen. Alright. Then you start believing God. You start having strong desire. Oh God. Oh God. For example, a millionaire, alright, who has all his needs met, is comfortable. True? Okay. <laughs> but when God gives him a project in billions, he's no longer comfortable. He will have to step out of his comfort zone and stretch. Glory to God. And, and this is what God does to us all the time. Alright? He spoke to the fig tree, Jesus, no man eats fruit of thee again forever. And the following day, one of the disciples discovered that the fig tree had dried up to the root. And Jesus said, have faith in God. Now this is your own test. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain. I thought he would have said, whosoever shall say unto this shrub. After all, you are Jesus. You spoke to a fig tree. We should be speaking to shrubs. <laughs> he said, no. You will do greater works. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain. You understand that the mountain is more established than a fig tree. Uh-huh. He says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. So when God gets you to a point where you're killing bears and lions, amen, and you feel like you're, you're, you're a warrior, you're a champion, you have arrived. And God says, all right, next challenge for you is a Goliath. <laughs> all right, you've been killing wild animals. Now it's time to kill giants. Amen. I said amen. See, so God takes us into that place that he has prepared for us. More than enough. And in the realm of more than enough, there are levels. You see, there's the glory of the sun, <laughs> there's the glory of the moon. Even stars as glorious as they are, they define glory. 
You can't find any star on the ground. Stars don't shine on the ground. Amen? See? So what does that tell you? It tells you that God wants to move you forward. Can someone say amen to that? And that is the will of God for us. Restoration. So, God staggers you in order that he may move you forward into his plan for your life. There are some challenges that must come your way. Alright? To shake you so that you start having the desire that is consistent with your destiny. You know, there are desires that are not consistent with your destiny. Okay? Someone who ought to own a bakery, alright, who wants to be buying loaves of bread all his life. God will have to shake you so that it will upgrade your desire to that point where you want to own a bakery. Praise God. Why? That's how God works. Some of those challenges that come our way, it's not that God can't stop them or couldn't have stopped them from you know, coming away. God actually allowed some of those things to come away so that you know, he could shake us and get us ready for destiny. Can someone say amen to that? All right. David was sent by his father to go um, give his brethren food at the battlefront. And the Bible tells us that he got there and he saw Goliath bragging. And then he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And his brother said, you are full of pride. Why are you proud? All right. And David looked at them. Is there not a cause? So there are certain things that will happen in your life for a cause. Amen. More than, you know, just getting you food. <laughs> this is for a purpose. I came here for a purpose. I came to see this uncircumcised Philistine. And I'm going to cut off his head. Alright? So, they saw a challenge. He saw an opportunity. Praise God. Now, understand how these things work. Restoration here. God is going to pour out his spirit. And he will stir you to begin to do things. He will stir you to begin to say things. Things that are bigger than your mouth, so to speak. Do things that are bigger than what your fathers did. What your grandparents did. God will begin to give you projects that are bigger than you. Bigger than your bank account. Bigger than what... Because, you see, this is how pride comes in. When you have resources in your comfort zone and you are comfortable, you don't even know what to do with money anymore. Alright? That's when people start misbehaving. Like Jeshua. He was fat. Alright? He ate and he was, you know, very fat. And then he kicked against God. Praise God. Why? Because when people plateau, they could become rebellious in no time. Humble people are people who, whose hands are dirty. Alright? Get their hands dirty. Working. Working. They need help. Alright? They are praying. They are reading. They are tasking. They are moving. They are challenging themselves daily. Praise God. Amen. I said, Amen. Mm-hmm. I said, Amen. <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, the richest men, um, very rich billionaires in dollars in the world, all right, who are based in America, good number of them in America. With all the money they have, they don't think about marrying two or three wives. 
You don't think about, you know, turning the back of your great-great-grandparents. All right? In throwing a party and all that. Why? Because, listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. When people have money and there's no mission to their money, they miss the road. They miss the mark. <laughs> Man, I think, I believe I'm talking to somebody there. Amen. So, what is the goal of your money? What is the goal of your money? If your money doesn't have a goal, then your money is not circumcised. The prosperity of fools will destroy them. Why do you want to be rich? Why do you want to become rich? People want to become rich just to break away from just enough to not enough to just enough. Right? Okay. <clears throat> ah, I've had breakthroughs. And have you noticed that most people who set over celebrate their breakthroughs, they eventually break down. <laughs> Amen. Why? Because <laughs> they have broken through. You see, if a man breaks through from not enough to just enough zone of life, listen very carefully, he is not there yet. You see, just enough is not generational wealth. Just enough is not the blessing. The provision of just enough is not the blessing. The blessing doesn't work by God giving you manna. The blessing works by the principle of seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. If your life hasn't got into that place of seed time and harvest yet, listen very carefully. You are not engaging the blessing yet. And God blessed Noah after that he had offered a burnt offering unto God. And God blessed Noah in Genesis 8. And verse 22, and then he said, as long as the earth remains, that's the blessing. Seed time and harvest shall not cease. So the blessing works on the principle of seed time and harvest. Come on, say seed time and harvest. All right. And I will command my blessing upon you at Jubilee. And it will produce threefold. God commands the blessing on the seed. God always commands the blessing on the seed. You didn't hear me. God always commands the blessing on the seed. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. God pours out his spirit upon the seed and he causes the blessing to come upon the offspring. Seed, 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 seed. So you see, this is where we're going now. The outpouring of the Spirit of God will bring you to a place where first there, there will be revelation. We've, we've talked about the place of you know utterance, prophecy. And then it says, then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And then it says your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. So seeing, you begin to see things that God has prepared for you, your seed. And when we talk about seed, most of the time, people think about money. Alright? 
Yeah, seed could be turned into, or money could be turned into a seed. Alright? But that's not all there is to seed. Alright? Anything that God has given you as an advantage could become a seed. Depending on what you do with it. Amen? Now, how many of us know that even the food that we eat, most of them are seeds? For example, corn. The corn that we eat, maize. Do you know it's seed? But you know, seed can be food. It depends on what you do with it. Some people eat their seed. Some other people sow them. Okay? So, what do you do with seed? (laughs) You sow it. Anything God has given you as an advantage, a privilege, is a seed. The rain is going to come upon the seed. The blessing is going to come upon the seed. The point of the spirit is going to come upon the seed. For example, what is my own seed? I'm not a businessman. Amen. I'm an apostle and a teacher of God's word. My seed is not the ability to do business. I may put money to work, but I'm not a businessman. I know who I am. Amen. I am an apostle. Now, the grace that God has given me, that apostolic grace and the grace to minister healing, is a seed. Is a seed. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Now, I was counting the other times since I started doing ministry, even before GLT was, you know, uh, GLT started. I counted, I've been able to minister by the grace of God to over 100,000 people, the healing power of Jesus. People healed with testimonies. Over. Glory to God. From campus days to SOTM days before church started. And then SOTM continued outside church and within church. Glory to God. Amen. Say hallelujah. (laughs) That's a seed. Amen. Now, there are people today who are complaining about life because they are ignorant of their seed. If you don't know what your seed is, all right, you are not even ready for the blessing. The blessing, is not gonna, the blessing is not like oil on your face and you're just shining like this. That's not the blessing. The blessing is meant to increase your seed, your seed soon. Look at what you know, Paul prayed for the church at Corinth. Okay, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and, and verse 8, he says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always have enough sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good work. Verse 9, he <laughs> says, As it is written, he had dispersed abroad, is given to the poor, his righteousness remained forever. And verse 10, Now he that ministers seed to the sower, all right, both minister bread for your food. Now, what's your seed? Your seed is your instrument of benevolence. Your instrument of benevolence. Your instrument of exchange. Your seed is your scepter. That is what gives you authority or influence. Amen. I said amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You know, people are struggling. When people are struggling with maybe sickness in their body and all that. Alright. I just wait. Just let me have the opportunity to pray for that person. I have something to give. Amen. Do you have something to give? I know my seed. 
Now, for people who don't know their seed, they are the wanderers in town. They go from pillar to post. If you know your seed, what God has given you, amen, that is what the mantle of God will rest upon. The blessing of God will come upon that seed. Praise God. And it will change your life forever. Can someone say amen to that? Mm-hmm. Praise God. All right. Joel chapter 2 and verse 25. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I like to share this testimony. There was um, a married man one time who called me, you know, and um, had been having a challenge with the wife, you know, in intimacy. And he's lingered for months. Praise God. I said, do you know what? Let me help you. <laughs> Can I pray a simple prayer for you in the name of the Lord Jesus? He said, why not? So I prayed a simple prayer. Are you listening to me? (laughs) Over the phone. (laughs) And the man was there with the wife for one hour for the five minutes. (laughs) Non-stop. Is that not a seat? It's a special grace that God has given me. So I said, I knew I had that seat. Let me just pray a simple prayer for you. And now we've had two testimonies of that now. Yeah, it's, 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 you, you must know your seed. What has God given you? Because if you don't know your seed, you don't even know what to trade. You don't know what to give to people. You don't know what God has endowed you to bless people with. Praise God. Amen. I said amen. Come on now. I said amen. All right. And for people who know their seed and they are sowing their seeds, they will be blessed. That will be that, the, that point of exchange in their lives. The point of exchange. You know, when people are praying for, oh Lord, I want to increase and all that. And God says, what is the point of exchange? Now, at what point, at what port, all right, will people come and say, we are blessing you with this? He said, well, I just want God to bless me. And God says, for you to transit from just enough to more than enough, <laughs> you must have a seed. Say amen to that. Mm-hmm. You can pray for someone with that seed if you know what God has given you. Amen? Okay? If it's business, you better be serious with it. <laughs> because that's the point of exchange. People will come and say, we're giving you this, do this for us. And then you have your court on it. Praise God. I mean, that's how it works. So if a man is praying for blessings, 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 and God says, well, I'm pouring out the rain, pouring out the rain, if there is no seed in the ground, not necessarily money now, if there's no seed in the ground, you know what's going to happen? The rain is going to bring about erosion. And what some people are suffering from right now is an erosive life. Too, too much rain, but no seed in the ground. Amen. <laughs> so, God is saying to somebody here, listen very carefully, this is your time to open up to the Spirit to give you revelation concerning your seed. And don't ignore your seed. Your seed doesn't always look significant to start with. It looks like this one. It's not what I'm looking for. It's that big one I'm looking for. No. You sow your seed, it grows. Alright? It produces a fruit. Inside that fruit, you have seeds. Okay? You take the seeds out, 
you sow again, and then it keeps increasing. It keeps increasing. Now, by the principle of seed time and harvest, sowing your seed, your grace, use it. God taught me one time, he said, son, pray this way. Never ask me for money. He said, so what do I do? He said, pray this way. Lord, I thank you for your goodness and your loving kindness. And I thank you for the privilege you've given me to be a blessing to people. Paul said, if we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a big thing for us to reap your kind of things? So that means that is the spiritual principle that speaks of exchange. Alright? So he said, pray this way. Lay a demand on the network of value that you have generated all around you over the years. And say in the name of Jesus, from this network of value, I command the harvest. It has always worked. So, seed time and harvest cannot cease and will not cease. Why? Because it's God's judicial system. God has set it in place, seed time and harvest. And the blessing is upon it. The grace of God 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 is upon it. Now, let me, let me show you this scripture. You know, um, I follow the Spirit. This is the direction the Spirit is leading us. So, um, let's just follow the Spirit. Hebrews. Now, if you're a minister of the gospel, you're not serious with ministry, and you're, you're, ask, you're crying for money, <laughs> you're wasting your precious time. Go and sow the value God has given you. Take time to labor over people, pray for them. Have a network of value. Who can look at you and say, you've blessed me, you blessed me. You shared a word or you spoke a word and my life <laughs> didn't remain the same again. Ever since I have been touched, I have been blessed. You sang a song that blessed me. You did something that blessed me. See? And it's an unjust system that seeks to demand for Harvest for fruits where you have not sown. Amen? Except you have a relationship with the sower. So, by identification, you can have a harvest. Amen? Are you following what I'm saying here? This is important. Let me show you the scripture quickly. Hebrews chapter 6. Look at um, verse 7, verses 7 and 8. Praise God. It says, For the earth which drinketh in the rain, that cometh often upon it. Look at rain. Do you see the word rain there? Okay. <laughs> the earth that drinketh in the rain, that cometh often upon it, and bringeth forth herbs, meat, for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. So, you see, look at that system. The earth that drinks in the rain, and then in return, gives or brings forth herbs for those who dress it, who had sown seeds into it. It says, that particular earth receives blessing from God. So, you see, God blesses that earth to produce more, and then it produces more. God blesses it more.
to produce much more and then he produces much more god blesses much more much more all right exceedingly abundantly above so the influence of the earth increases and increases and increases and increases amen when a minister wakes up early in the morning just praying in tongues praying for people laboring over people studying god's word all right keep doing it it's a system of value you're setting in motion keep doing it one person is blessed another person is blessed you're doing your business you wake up in the morning you're studying you're strategizing putting things in place keep keep at it you're you're setting up a system of value a time comes people know you from all over the calls that come in you know in one day can you help us with this can you help us with that all right people calling praying for people over the phone now is like seeing them meeting them one-on-one the anointing is that strong someone says well how did it happen and all it's it's a process you keep at it it grows it grows praise god Ah, it's not like you you walk at it amen praise god i said praise the lord there was a beloved one who know that the lord led my heart to pray for sick in bed i said can we do a video call say yes i want to see your face told your husband place your right hand on her chest and i ministered the power of god hit her on the bed she jumped up started running around praise god amen glory to god I don't focus on money anymore since God told me it's relevant that if you are relevant, you're impactful, you will never be poor. Can't be impactful solving problems and being poverty. It's not possible. Amen. So it tells us here the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh often upon it and bringeth forth herbs meet for them by whom it is dressed receiveth blessing from God. Now this account of Samuel the prophet came to me. All right, you remember when Saul of Kish was looking for his father's lost asses, and his servant told him there is a seer by the name of prophet, I mean prophet uh, Samuel. Amen. He says let's go to him. And Saul said, well, do we have anything to give him? Why? Because you see, it's called value for what? Praise God. Any relationship that is sustained over time is a relationship of exchange of value. If you take value out of it, it will collapse. To die a natural death. Your husband is giving value to the wife. The wife is not giving value back to the husband. You see, that erotic love dies. Dies. It's value for value. I can't be loving you, loving you, and you're nagging, nagging me. It doesn't work that way. If there's an issue, let's deal with it. Amen? It's simple. It's value for value. Now, if there's distress in any company <laughs> and you need to downsize, <laughs> The people that readily come to mind to at least lay off, <laughs> they are the employees that have not been working, adding value to the company. True? And it's a simple principle. But those that have been adding value to the company, even if it's difficult 
for the company to pay their salaries. The company would try everything possible to pay them. Why? Because without them, the company cannot continue. Amen? Let's see. Praise God. So, for the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh often upon it and bringeth forth herbs, meat for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. Anytime you bring the value of honor to anybody, you are laying a demand on that man's honor to come to you. And that was why Elisha said, what, 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 can we, what can we do to help this woman of Shunem? You mean, I'm just going about my business? You prepare a room for me in your house? You put a table there and a bed? Alright, a chair? And a lampstand? And then you feed me? He said, it would be wrong for me not to give you value back. I must give value in return. Alright, say, so, well, I'm honorable. Should I talk to the king about it? No, 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 don't talk to the king about me. I'm fine. And then the servant of the prophet said, Hey, man of God, she needs a child. Ah, the anointing was dead. <laughs> By this time next year, according to the time of life, you will carry a son in your hand. She didn't even believe. She didn't even believe. Amen. But she had sown value. She must reap value. You know, this, that's how it works. Amen. There are certain times I honor my wife. I just give her some things. Just bless her for being my wife. She's, she's not employed to be my wife. It's not an employment. Praise God. Alright. It's a privilege. So I honor her. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, your seed is your honor, if you don't bestow it on anybody, they can't have it. That was why when um, Ahab came, the son of Ahab, rather, came to Elisha, he needed a word of prophecy. Elisha said, your father, if I consider your father, all right, what your father did to Israel, I wouldn't have given you a word at all. But for Jehoshaphat. So let me look away from you and look at Jehoshaphat. And then he looked at Jehoshaphat. He said, You've lived an honorable life. Okay? Now get me a minstrel. While the minstrel was playing, the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, Toss here the Lord. He began to prophesy. Are you following what I'm saying here? He began to prophesy. <laughs> Praise God. So when the rain comes, the outpouring of the Spirit is coming upon your what? Your seed. Your seed. And Paul planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. How? By the outpouring of the Spirit. That is the blessing. Amen? That's how it works. So you plant that seed. Say amen to that. You plant the seed. When you plant the seed, all right, you water it. And let me tell you something. You may plant your seed the first year, 
It may not look like anything is happening. Alright? There's such a thing called patience. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, due time, we shall reap if we faint not. Amen? You teach and teach and teach. You labor and labor and labor. You do business, you do business, you connect people, you're trying to use your skill, you're using your gifts, you're praying, you're making confessions, you're looking out for opportunities, you're reading books. Amen? A time will come that it will pay off. The harvest will come and it will hit you big. Praise God. Amen? You enter into prominence. Amen? That's why I tell people, I said, look, you see, labor is good, but make sure you labor not just to be rich. It says labor not to be rich. Labor to be prominent. Labor to be impactful. Labor to be relevant. In other words, as you walk, trust God to give you height. The Bible says both riches and honor, they come from thee. It is in your hand to make great. And to give strength unto all. You see, riches and honor will come to the great. Amen. There are brands that people know today that they can trust. And they will pay for it. Even if they say, well, they increase the price, they will pay pay for it. And there are some brands that are better than that. They are new. But people don't trust them. So, they will not pay more for the better or better. <laughs> they will pay less for it. Because that brand has no name yet. Amen. And what brings you to that place is consistency. Alright. You keep laboring consistently. Generating results consistently. By that rain. By that rain. You sow in your seed. By that rain. You sow in your seed. Your talent. Your gift. The grace that God has given you. You sow it. You sow it. You keep sowing it. Even when it looks like nothing is forthcoming. Just keep sowing it. A time will come that it will be people's joy to give you exceedingly abundantly much more than they think you are worth because of the way they have they come to perceive you. Perception. Amen. Now, understand how these things work. Are you sowing your seeds? Do you even know what your seeds are? Amen? Do you know what your seeds are? Do you know, a a church member who knows her seed can attract more people on her social media handle than even a pastor. Amen? Not for any other thing, but she knows her seed and she's using it well. Amen? I said amen. (laughs) It's important. So what's your seed? What's your seed? Lift up your hands right now as I pray for you. The rain is coming upon your seed. The rain is coming upon your seed. Whatever God has given you is worth sowing. 
The rain is coming upon your seed and bringing about restoration. And I pray for people who do not even know what their seeds are. God is opening your eyes right now to see that seed. To see those seeds that he's sown into you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God is opening your eyes right now to enter into that season of sowing. Seed time. Seed time. Please don't get weary of seed time. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Seed time. You sow, you sow, you sow. And by that, God will lift you to a place where there is relevance. There is impact. At that place, (laughs) you command results. It will amaze you the kind of harvest that will come your way. It will amaze you. Glory to God. Restoration. Restoration. By the outpouring of the rain upon your seed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I believe you've been blessed today. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And give his peace. It is well with you. In Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Alright put that word to work. You'll come back with many testimonies. In Jesus name. Amen. I love you. God bless you.